amongst God's people. Who is that? Are, are you the one that's on the phone, on speakerphone, trying to get one person to say something so the other person on the other line could hear to cause discord? That's a defective leadership. Are you one of the ones that's smiling in one person's face and going in the other person's face and, and causing discord amongst the two? That's poor going south leadership. True leaders are true to who they are. They don't have to gossip. They don't have to backbite. They don't have to go on a power trip. A true leader is a servant that stays in a humble place. But here you have Miriam, Aaron, and Moses going south. So there was a going south going on there. Who was the going south going with? Let's figure it out. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses about his Ethiopian or Cushite wife. They put their mouth on another leader. Erica shouldn't put her mouth on Carla. Carla shouldn't put her mouth on LaShawn. LaShawn shouldn't put her mouth on Laquita. Laquita shouldn't put her mouth on Antonia. Why? Because we are one church as leaders and should be working together as one. So these people were mad, were mad at Moses because he married an Ethiopian woman. Have any of you been mad because somebody in your family done married out of their race? Have any of you been mad at somebody because of something that you think is big and it's really small and dumb? This is what was happening here. Number two, has the Lord spoken? This is what they're saying. Not only were they mad about the Ethiopian wife, like has the Lord spoken only through Moses, they said? Hadn't he also spoken through us? They were hating. They were hating on the one they were supposed to have been working together with. Write this verse down, Micah 6 and 4. I'm going to read it to you, but write it down and meditate on it. Did you what is say it? 6 and 4? Micah, Micah 6 and 4. Mm -hmm. 6 and 4, okay. It says, I brought you up out of Egypt and redeemed you from the land of slavery. Here, listen here. I sent Moses, also Aaron, and I also sent Miriam. God was making it clear. It wasn't just about you, Miriam. It wasn't just about you, Aaron. They're like, talk, is God only speaking to Moses? <clears throat> what is that telling you? Jealousy set in. Mm -hmm. We become yeah. jealous of other people's leadership. Miriam was praising. Moses was leading. Aaron was holding arms up. We all have a specific job in the body of Christ and there's no need to be jealous. Our leadership is going south. We've gotten so minute, we fight over how our kids dress. My child's dress better than your child. Look at her tennis shoes, look at his tennis shoes. It's too much. 
Look at his car. Look at her car. Too much. Leadership has gone south. And we need to come back to the North Pole, the North side. And then it says, and the Lord heard this. So the Lord heard Miriam and Aaron's conversation about don't the Lord, what, he think he only one got some Jesus? That's what they're saying. We important too. Folks want to be important. People want to be seen. Want to be respected. And we'll fight for it. This my this my turf. This is my neighborhood. Fight for it. It ain't got a penny to pay. Jump down to number three. Now Moses was a humble man. And notice how it's put in parentheses. It should be put in parentheses in your Bible, is it? Yeah. Now, yeah. now Moses was a humble man, more humble than anyone on the face of the earth. How many of you can raise your hand and say, Ooh, I'm so humble. I'm the humblest one around right now. <laughs> so that means not even Moses, close. <laughs> so that means Moses wasn't out <laughs> going off on folks because they wouldn't listen to him. Moses no, was, he wasn't no. out giving folks the finger. He wasn't out cussing folks out. He was no. The Bible introduced him as a humble man. He was walking in the leadership, in the giftings, and in the place that God has called him. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So we know from verse three that good leaders don't have to walk with a chip on their shoulder. We learn from Moses Hallelujah. right here that they don't have to change their demeanor, that they don't have to be overbearing and proud and absolute. Man, give somebody a job to lead for an hour. Notice how they lose their mind. I've watched people lead out to serve food from a picnic. Uh oh. <laughs> and they on, lord over the food. Ooh, don't touch it. Don't touch it. No, let me get this first. Don't touch it. They lose their mind. They can't even stay humble over a table yeah. of food. Food. Yeah. <laughs> she right. You can get the same point across at that table with a spirit like what Moses had. Leadership has gone south. Let's keep going. Number four, at once, the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Notice it says at once, God wasn't playing. Because he understood that he wasn't playing with some elementary school people who just got saved. He was dealing with people who knew better. We know better. So at once, the Lord said to Moses, he said to Aaron, and he said to Miriam, come out of that tent meeting. Come out of that church right now, all of you. That's what the scripture says. 
Oops. Oops. Front and center. I came to talk to the ones I gave great expectations to. I came to talk to the ones that I trusted that would do right. So he said, come out of the tent of meeting, all three of you right now. That's scripture. So the three of them went out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of a cloud. So in other words, I'm going to show you that I'm still big boss. I'm going to show you that I'm coming down in a way that you can't do and can't nobody else do. I'm coming down and letting you know that God is in control and not you. I'm coming down as your parent and I want to talk to you. Y'all out of order. Okay. So the Lord came down in a pillar of a cloud. He stood at the entrance to the tent. That's the entrance to the church. <laughs> That's the entrance to your house. That's the entrance to your <laughs> car door where you're going off on somebody. <laughs> he came at the entrance. Okay. And he summons Aaron and Miriam. Uh-oh. Notice how the humble one was set to the side. And the two that was <laughs> acted up. I'm calling y'all out. Mm -hmm. Is God calling somebody out today here? Have you stepped out of your humble leadership position? Have you been acting up? Let's say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Say it so we can understand. Right. <laughs> yeah. When the two of them stepped forward, he said, just like we tell our kids, did you hear what I said? Mm -hmm. He said, listen to my word. Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm, I'm waiting for you to straighten up like right now and pay attention to what I have to say. I don't want to have to say this twice. Don't make me tell you again. But haven't we done that? <laughs> we understand what God was. He said, listen right. to my words. This is what he said. Listen, Linda. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions, and I speak to them in dreams. So he said, Miriam, Aaron, Aaron, I speak to you in visions and dreams. I still come to you. You're still just as important. You don't have to be jealous of Moses' position. You don't have to try to take his position. You don't have to try to boss over him. You've got your own area of bossing to do of leading to do. In other words, worry about yourself. That's what he's saying. You're putting too much worry somewhere else. You ain't minding your business. You in my business. That's what God said. Now, I gave you a job and I want you to do that job. When, when there is a prophet among you, that's, that's Miriam, I, the Lord, I'll reveal myself. I'm here. I'm there. You're no less than the next. So remember, you don't have nothing to act up for. What are you saying? Then he went down to say, but this is not true about Moses. In other words, I didn't call Moses to be a prophet. I called Moses to lead in another area, a different type of lead. He is faithful in all my house. He earned his position to be respected. 
If you want to be a leader, baby, you've got to act, got some act right, where people want to respect you. They can't see you acting a fool down on 805 and 94, and then you come into the church and blowing bubbles and want people to start fanning you. Folks gonna walk away and say, I saw you acting up the other day. <laughs> you fake. Okay. You fake, you clown. Okay. So he's saying, this is not Moses. He is faithful in all of my house. He didn't say just in the bathroom. He said he's faithful everywhere. You see folks just get, become faithful when they walk into the church doors or they're around church folks. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Or they're around the big boss that's going to give them the most money when they're around the president or the uh -oh. mayor. Oh, that'll get some act right. Woo, I'm going to act right now. <laughs> Poor leadership is declining. Yes. The reason for acting right should it because it should be because of Jesus. Not because you got a title, not because I want some of your money, and not because I want some of your prestige, or not because I want to be seen, I want to be the boss. I want I want y'all to respect me. Oh, I want you, I want y'all to look at me as a mentor, even if I'm a mess. So God introduced Moses, says he's faithful in my house. He said, With him, I speak face to face, clearing and not in riddles. So he said to the prophets, you got to, sometimes I give you a message and you got to figure out what I'm saying. But because Moses is his demeanor and because of his, his reputation with me, I can speak to him face to face. I don't have to speak in riddles. I can speak to him clear because he's mature. He's matured in me and he's practiced his maturity by being faithful in my house. And just because, and when God uses a word that includes you in his house, that says you're doing something. Do y'all let anybody in your house? Y'all let enemies in your house? No. Y'all let people, you don't, but he considered him in his house. And he's talking to Miriam and he's talking to Aaron. In other words, you done disrespected my boy. <laughs> and I don't like it. Front and center. Come out of that place where that church that they're going to church in. Because right now you faking. Come out. I need to talk to you. He says, with him, I speak face to face, clearly, and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. He was putting them back in check, like he's putting some of us. Then it says, why then were you not afraid? If you knew Moses was my boy, why were you not afraid to disrespect me? How come some of the leaders are not afraid to disrespect their brothers and sisters in Christ if you say you love Jesus? Ooh. We should be scared to death to cuss somebody out. We should be terrified to put somebody down. Scandalous. We should be afraid of that. And God asks them, how come you weren't afraid to do that? 
Then number nine says, the anger of the Lord burned. God was mad, furious. How do you think, if he's the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, how do you think he feels now when we are going against the other leaders in our environment? Who's a leader? Mama, daddy, boss, employees. Mm -hmm. The Bible lets us know that Jesus burns in anger. And then the scripture says the anger of the Lord burned against them. You don't want God to burn against you. And in his anger of burning against them, the scripture says what? He left them. Some of you might have to ask yourself, why do I feel like God is not here for me at times? Well, who did you, who did you disrespect that he loves? Has he left you because of your attitude? How many of you can ask yourself, am I a leader who has declined in my action? Has someone seen you acting out of your godly character and wonder why you can't feel the presence of God right now? God's anger may be burning against you. We have to remember when we are clowning, when we're backbiting, when we're gossiping, when we're tearing down, because of our own agendas, God is there. God is watching. Let me tell you about our God. You don't even have to say something. All you have to do is think it. And he knows it. Because he's God. Mm -hmm. He right there while you messing up. And the ones he burns against, notice the ones he burns against are the ones that are supposed to know better. You knew better, but you just did your own thing. Don't cross your The Bible says he burns against you. Amen. Let's keep on going. It's not me speaking. This is God speaking. This is his word. Then it says, when the cloud lifted from the tent, Miriam's skin was less less lesprious. She had leprosy. She became white as snow. What am I saying? There's a punishment in your decline of Let me say that again. There's a hard punishment for your willing your willing decline in leadership. The examples that you set in your declining and God called you to lead in that position or in that situation, there's a punishment when you let God down. I wonder, am I supposed to be in this environment to be to men, to, for ministry? God sent me here for a reason. I've heard a number of you say that to me. But have have God been able to trust you to lead effectively or are you bouncing in and out like Aaron and Miriam were doing? Sometimes you're saved and sometimes you're not saved. Sometimes you know Jesus, sometimes you don't know Jesus. 
Sometimes you've come a long way and sometimes you don't want me to be who I, where I came from. You don't know me. When it comes to God, you can't be a flip-flop. You got to be solid like Moses. Moses was that all the time in God's house. Therefore, God was able to speak to him. Don't you want to be able to uh, be in a position where God truly speaks to you? That's what Moses was. So when the cloud, when number 10, when the cloud lifted up from the tent, Miriam's skin was leprous. It became as white as snow. And Aaron turned to her and saw that she had a defiling skin disease. He said to Moses, please, my Lord, I ask you not to hold against us the sin we have so foolishly committed. Like, please, oh my God, Lord, don't let it be me. Y'all see some of these people that you know were saved before and now they're in a hard position. You see them on the corners trying to fight for their life. Don't, don't, are not looking toward Jesus. This lady had leprosy when she was perfectly well because of the things she'd done wrong. And God gets extremely angry. Does that mean you're doomed when you're in that position? No, it doesn't. God will allow you to be in positions that are uncomfortable to you to get your attention. Let me say that again. God will allow you to be in a position that hurts, that stinks, that's uncomfortable. Why? Because he loves you enough to teach you a lesson. That's why we give our kids spanking. Well, I'm gonna I'm I'm whoop your behind. We do that because we're trying to teach him a lesson for those of you that do. Why? Because when it comes out on the other end, we want them to be better. Right? Same with God. You losing something? Say, okay, God, I got the message. Can we move on now? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy coming in the morning. I want my night to last for five minutes. I got it now. Or... Are you the one that's just hard-headed and straight stubborn and have to keep going and going and going and going? Your opinion is the only opinion that matters and he's like this and she's like this and God's trying to take you somewhere else. And Your night lasts a whole year, 10 years, 40 years in the desert. Let's see how long it took for Miriam to learn her lesson. When the cloud lifted above the tent, Miriam's skin was leprous and it became white as snow. Aaron turned toward her and saw that she had a defiling disease. And he said to Moses, please, please, my Lord, I ask you not to hold against us the sin we have so foolishly committed. Right there was repentance. I was wrong. I was wrong. It's a shame that he had to see something and go through something to admit that they're wrong. Most people that are still in the same old rut they were in 20, 30 years ago is because they can't even admit that they have a problem. They can't even admit that they need to fix something. They can't even admit that something ain't right about self. But the first repentance is the first step to becoming better. Okay, I'm messy. Okay, I lied. I should have done that. I, okay, I shouldn't have. I should have 
set set my friend up with with the other friend uh, on the line uh, so that you can be on speakerphone so I can start some mess. I should have done that. Mm, I should have called I should have called him up just to see what he gonna say so I can run and tell his lookout and say I should have done that. I should have done that. What's so hard about that? I shouldn't have had the big head. Well, I just, at, at that moment, I just wanted to feel special. I'm so wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I'm so hard about that. And this is what Aaron did right then and there. He said, I was foolish. I'm so sorry. I'm done. I learned my lesson. My night is over. <laughs> oh, God, okay. Okay. I don't want leprosy. That's what he was saying. He says, do not let her be like a stillborn infant coming from a mother's womb with its flesh being eaten away. We almost done. 13 says, so Moses cried out to the Lord, please God, heal her. That's the humble one. That's the one that they heard it. Sometimes the very ones that you are hurting are the ones that are praying for you. <laughs> the very ones that you're hurting are there so that you could be better. So Moses cried out and he prayed for them. We need to stop making what people did to us bigger than what Jesus did for us. Did you hear that? We need to stop making what people yeah. did to us bigger than what Jesus did to us. Cancel out that mess and see Jesus. And the Lord replied to Moses, if your father had spit in her face, would she not have been a disgrace for seven days? He, he compared that to her being spit in the face. You're spit in the face, you're considered unclean, and you're out that gate back in those days. So God said, confine her outside the camp for seven days. And after that, she can be brought back. Okay. In other words, God ain't walked away from you just because you've been messing up. Just because he was mad at you and angry, burn, don't mean that he won't bring you back in. Just because he left you, don't mean that he won't stay gone. So Miriam was confined outside the gate for seven days and the people did not move till she was brought back. They passed. Yes. What was the killer though for me that we may have just gone through? Because this is important is that when um, even in the midst of God disciplining her, the dude that they was really trying to get at and smack around was the one still trying to lobby for their well being. Come on. We make our enemies That's our crazy. enemies. Because sometimes our enemies can be our setup to be lifted up. To be elevated. Did you hear that? The very ones they was dogging yeah. was the very one that was praying for. We said it earlier, but we say it again. Obviously, is that that's an important message for us to know. God placed it on His spirit for us to say. That's right. Hmm. So she was confined outside that camp for seven days. You know, we have to be careful. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We have to be careful how we treat people, too. 
Because while she was out on that gate, trust me, the certain person that went out that gate is not the same person coming back in that gate. And she still has her title. <laughs> her title wasn't taken away from her. And notice how God didn't let anything happen until she came back. I'm sure there was some praying going on out there. I'm sure there was some strengthening going on out there. I'm sure there was some repenting and contemplating going on. When God works on you, the ones that you looked at as being the one outside to get, yay, you better watch how you treat people because they can, they're coming back in. They're coming Amen. back in bigger and better and stepping right back into their original before they were formed in the womb leadership. Amen. So what are we saying today? The leadership that has declined, whether it's church, father, mother, brother, boyfriend, girlfriend, president over the ASB, whatever. We've got to come out of that place where we're talking about each other, separating from each other. Amen. Amen. Our behavior has to be like Moses. God said he was humble in all the land. If you want to force yourself into leadership, know that you got to be a servant first. And you might have to take some blows, but you're a servant. Servants are stronger than leaders. It's the world that confused us. If your demeanor and your way can come from a servant's place, a humble place, man, you blessed like I don't know what. Hallelujah. But if you're still in that place where you don't know me, uh, whatever, I know God, that is not the heart of Jesus. That is not. A true leader has a servant's heart soft-spoken and humble and can take Hallelujah. some blows and they can rebuke kindly to get their point across so is your leadership or has your position in god been declining if so go outside that gate for seven days prepare yourself and come back in right god still saved your space amen amen, amen. Okay, we're open for questions, comments, and ideas and thoughts. I just have a comment that we um we should be mindful and careful how we treat everyone. It, it, it's easier to, you don't have to think about it. Just be kind and nice to everyone, even if they're not to you. It's like practicing being your best. Anything that you practice long enough, you will perfect. So if you practice being a great leader that's humble and understanding and caring, then that's what you'll become. But you gotta practice it first. Anybody else? Okay. It's kind of good. When it gets quiet like that, that means we're thinking. The word of God said, meditate on the word day and night. You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water who bring forth fruit in due season. You guys are bringing forth fruit. And I celebrate that. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. Okay. Well, we're not going to be on here too much longer. Um, I did begin recording in the middle um, somewhere. Um, I'll be sending that to you if you guys like to share this message with your friends or re-listen to it again. Um, it's being made available to you. God bless you. And I love you. And I will call you. I see you, Antonia. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Good to see you, Fred. Sorry. <laughs>